0: This is Saturdays in Tassie with David Lithgow and Brett
1: Jeeves.
2: And I tell you who's back, and that is Ethan, our producer, with some vibes. Early, great to have you with us here on a Saturday morning, David Lithgow, Brett Jeeves, with you coming to you live from Choices Flooring in Hobart. Without further ado, great to have Kath McCann join us this morning, Acting CEO of the AFL team that's going to happen here in Tassie in a few years, men's and women's. Hi, Kath. Good morning.
1: Good morning, Flash. How are you? I'm fantastic, and I'm thrilled to be here with you and Jeevesy this morning.
2: Good on you. Uh, great to have you here, mate. And look, you've just you just told us off here. You've just spent a little bit of time in Melbourne and, um, I don't think the words used with big wigs is not too bad to say. You, you were in the AFL House setup. How was that?
1: Uh, look, I've had a great couple of days. I've yep. been over there a few times over yes. since since the appointment, and um, I think the enthusiasm, and excitement, and the support that we're seeing out of AFL House is very humbling, but it's also very exciting. Yes. Uh, obviously, the team over there, they work with eighteen teams, yes. I clubs, I should say. They've done that for a period of time. They don't get a new club coming into the league every day. So it's not only very exciting for us and our community, but, but also for, for the mainland Definitely. and for the big decision makers. So, yeah, look, from my perspective, there's a lot of people over there. Um, working at AFL House, and you learn it is an industry. It is yes. a big industry, footy. Um, but the I guess the With
2: structures and things you mean, like lots
1: of structures, uh, lots of people, lots yes. of people to learn and mm. know and understand. You know, hundred journalists, yes, um, sitting in the team. You just think about that. I mean, that we're talking, you know, a full industry, and um, I guess the the generosity that they're showing towards Tasmania and their willingness to share, to get involved, to support. Um, it's something that we absolutely should harness and we're relying on the AFL for shared services to support our organisation but also just their general enthusiasm for what we're doing and uh, none more apparent than when we've recently had our community events which I think we're going to be talking about today and of course the AFL came down and they were with us um, yes. for a series of those events capturing content because they know that this story is a unique story and they want to make sure that it's you know properly captured to share with the world when the time's right
2: what's your message been to when you've been over there and from a Tasmanian perspective
1: the message is um, one of get excited yep. firstly yep. um use this opportunity to think about things you'd like to do to do differently to innovate Mm -hmm. Um, because Tasmania is different and it's really important that we come into the league as Tasmania we don't need to replicate a model of another club or another place because we're our own place and so really working with the AFL team to understand that and there's no better way to do that than actually to get them here we Mm -hmm. always know that right so encouraging the team to come down and we've seen a bit of that already and I had one of the uh, one of the senior staff say to me Kath I'm drinking the Tassie Um, (laughs) Kool-Aid. You're already my second club. I'm sorted. So it's those kinds of conversations, that enthusiasm and capturing their hearts and minds about our place that Mm. I think will allow us not only to succeed on the field, which clearly we all want to do, but to ensure that our club is really, really well represented on the national stage.
0: Kath, I just want to say congrats on the gig. I've known you a long time and it's, it's unreal to be able to see uh, a person I grew up with become a, a, a figurehead, a leader of of a sport that we all love. So con- congratulations, firstly, a huge role. Really keen to know how do you so you see. So you get the gig. How do you establish a to do list? So You sit down morning one and you go right. What am I going to do? Coffee sorted. What's first? So you know, run, run us through, I guess, uh, you know, a bit of a a bit of a, a not a timeline, but an activities list of what. What came first for you? What was the first thing you had to do in this What's role? What's on the docs role? What's yeah, the
1: docs? yeah, it's good. Thank you, um, GVZ. You know, we, we did. We grew up together. I think, you know, you playing cricket, me playing netball, and here we find ourselves having a conversation today. So um, thank you for that. And I feel totally privileged to hold this role. There is no other way to describe it. Um, and totally overwhelmed by the support of people like yourselves, of Flash, of the broader Tasmanian community, not just for me, but really for the cause. So, so thank you. Um, In terms of the to-do list, so basically when the board was established, we came together. It was a very strange uh, series of events because, of course, we didn't know who was on the board. It was a bit like a reality TV show. We found out 48 (laughs) hours before. Now, for those on the call, on on air, I guess, listening in who have been directors, been involved with boards, you know you you don't normally go on a board where you don't know the other directors and you can't do any due diligence on the organisation. So we all obviously wanted it, but put a lot of trust in Grant O'Brien, the chair, to ensure that he'd pulled together uh, in conjunction with the others on the selection panel, a great board that was representative of what this club needed. And I'm really proud to say that I think Grant did a did a terrific job with that. So that was the first thing. When we got together, basically, it became really, really apparent quickly there was a lot to do. And really, the I guess, where we're at as a board, we're in an establishment phase. So the establishment phase of the club should probably take us through to the end of this calendar year, and then we'll move into an operational phase. And, and they're really quite different. What the board did really quickly was we broke into five work streams, um, you know, finance and planning, footy, fan engagement, you can imagine what mm. they were. Obviously the fabric was rolled in there as well and the work that Jack's been leading. Those work streams come up with a list of initiatives, the things that we thought in the establishment phase that we needed to undertake and deliver. So that work had been done. When my appointment came came online in January, I took the Christmas break to write a business plan for this, this phase. So that wasn't me coming up with a list of initiatives, all of that work had already been done by the directors which was absolutely fantastic. So first board meeting was probably about a week been in the office for a week the business plan had gone to the board and we ratified that we'd also had the budget ratified so that was great um, but 45 actions came out of the business plan From that, you know, standard stuff: develop a a Gantt chart or a timeline, assign responsibility and accountability, work out how we're going to report it and off we go. So I've got a list of 45 things, some of them obviously happening now, others later in the year, but ultimately it's my responsibility to ensure as a board that we achieve those. I won't do it on my own and that's a key message about this. I'm sitting in this role, but this is a team effort. And the team is not just the board, it's the Tasmanian community that are going to deliver this, not just the establishment phase, but the ongoing operation of this club. so that's the list, I guess. Had the coffee. I've been very, <laughs> very warmly welcomed to the AFL Tasmania offices. So um, I'm on my own. I was working kind of on my dining room table. We're a startup. Well,
0: that, that was that was actually going to be yeah. my, my my follow-up question. Team of one at the moment, yeah. sole employee effectively. <laughs> so, you know, what what next in terms of support? I mean, I know that there are a couple of jobs advertised, yep. and and that's exciting. So who do, who do you bring in next? What are the, what what are the next appointments to help you in the next phase?
1: Yeah. So we've actually, I've got one administrative team member, Lizzie, and she's our number one draft pick. She was first online <laughs> and Lizzie's an she's absolute lovely. machine. Yep. Uh, she's fantastic and she's got a, 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 her PD is, I'd call it very broad. It, it has that last <laughs> dot point, was it says, and any other duty as required. She basically does everything um, and she's been absolutely brilliant. She's got a footy background as well. So that's really helpful. So we she got, play footy? Yeah, she does, she's, and she's yeah. not a bad runner actually. She's a yeah. 400 metre track runner, so okay. she likes high performance sport. She's she's absolutely fantastic. And she'll turn her hand at anything. She just gets on with it. Just just the type of person I think we all love to be around. So, so Lizzie's terrific, um, and of course the board. The board have been absolutely incredible. That they are not a board that that is not operational. Mm. There'll come a time when they won't be, but at this point in time, uh, they're all assigned within those committees or working streams that I spoke about. So, they have been absolutely fantastic and we've got a couple of contractors. We've had so many people offer to volunteer and help as well and we've been tapping into our networks, which has been amazing. In terms of the business plan though, there are three critical pillars to it and I probably should have said that in the last question. Foundations, fans and facilities. So foundations are all about our organisation, setting that up, and some of that's probably, you know, for some of the listeners, maybe some of the boring governance stuff, but really, really important, particularly as we await our CEO next year. Uh, facilities, obviously working really hard to get the high performance uh, facility, you know, where it needs to be, and also the specifications and, and what we would like to see as a club around the stadium development, development as well. But fan engagement, that middle pillar is critical and what that actually means, we'll be launching our club in March this year. We've made a commitment to the Tasmanian community that we're going to do that and we are going to do that. So that then leads to the first two roles and those two roles are specifically around fan engagement. So, we advertised a couple of weeks ago for a marketing manager and a marketing and content coordinator. To say I have been overwhelmed by the support, by the enthusiasm, by the applications, by the quality uh, would be a total understatement. Oh,
2: really? That's awesome.
1: Yeah. I didn't put my phone number anywhere, but a few people managed to find it. Yep.
2: <laughs> You've been it's hunted. hunted it it's down. Hobart. You've no chance. Yeah, um,
1: <laughs> so, that's been fantastic. And not just Tasmanians, but national and international, and a lot of Tasmanians wanting to come home for this opportunity, which I think is very humbling for all of us. Mm. And certainly... I think an aspiration that the club has to see Tasmanians in high quality jobs come back to this place to contribute to to what we know is going to be such an exciting stage in our journey.
2: I think that's the exciting part of it all isn't it the opportunity now on a professional level for not just the footballers and the the staff it's the the wider I need you to stay a bit longer can we just have the news and have a bit more of a chat because this is too much more to cover let's go the news Brady boy very quickly we'll come back with Kath McCann shortly Is that up your alley. That's something you would have back yeah. in your heyday a few days. Back well, not in the the, not day. that your Heyday's gone. Yeah,
1: I'm that can We're the same, same age, age, so, same age, so we're, we're all
2: we're all getting there. <laughs> hey listen, this this tour around Tasmania, which I was lucky enough to be a small part of and some of the some of the towns, uh, wasn't fabulous going out to the community. So Brett, just for the people that at home that aren't aware, we went to we went to Queenstown. Uh, Winyard, is that right? I've got Launceston, Oatlands, Scottsdale, uh, Kettering, um what? Sprayton? Sprayton. Saint Helens. Saint Helens. Oatlands. Oatlands, yeah. Said Oatlands. But that's Set Oatlands. there were nine it of was them three wasn't clinics.
1: It? Yeah, oh, uh, to say that was I mean I know I've used the word humbling already, but it was joyous.
2: It was. Yeah.
1: Um, it it take, you know, the opportunity to, to share and to listen and to hear, it, it took us all back to the why. Yeah. The purpose. That's right. And it was just, yeah, it was a very, very incredible opportunity to engage with real Tasmanians from all across yep. this island and to learn their connection. And not just a connection to the sport of footy. I mean, that, that in itself is extraordinary. But the power of sport in community. Oh, Absolutely. Um, And how sport can better community, better people can can allow communities to look after each other. And I'm not just talking about footy. I'm talking about Mm. cricket, netball, basketball, whatever it might be. Um, If you ever needed a reminder... Those sessions were a mighty powerful product,
2: and I think to the 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 obvious thing to come out of it, the tonic that I took out of it too is the what footy's going to do for these communities. What having our Tasmanian women's and men's teams going to do to reignite some of the passions, some of the you know my club at Scottsdale, Scottsdale mm. Footy Club. Um, which is it's not going that super well, certainly in comparison to the heydays, and actually rejuvenating some of the local passion, the clubs, the clubs within the state. that was a that was a message that I think came out loud and clear.
1: Yeah, very strong. And Scottsdale was interesting actually, and every one of the sessions were unique, as as places in Tasmania are, as we know. Uh, the thing about Scottsdale that was really interesting, we had a lot of teenage adolescent young people that turned up mm. and obviously they're doing quite well through the junior ranks and I love the fact that the president of Bridport, you were talking about, yes. sorry so the, the president of um, Georgetown who lived in Bridport also came across and said why don't you come into my town and that's the stuff we love, yes. this thirst to get involved, to be a part of it and, and ultimately to benefit not only their club but their community and yes I absolutely agree the level of enthusiasm from from the clubs around what this, if you like, halo Club can do and how that can create growth in the game through to the grassroots. Um, it was definitely palpable.
0: Kath, this, you know, as part of that roadshow, um, and, and, and it's great to hear that the key messages from that have been around community and enhancement and uh, opportunity and you know re- rebuilding footy in a sense to actually provide healthy communities is a it's a it's a cool thing to come from those roadshows. And, and this is potentially a, a bit of an AFL Tas question, but when you look at the, the local landscape and participation, and footy's been dying. Uh, and not even slowly; it's 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 been dying quite quickly in terms of Hobart on its knees, Clamont in in recent times. Um, and I'm talking the last few weeks are in crisis. Uh, Glenorchy have really struggled you know, some of these inner city teams, not just the regional teams, inner city teams are really struggling for numbers and, 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 and engagement. Do, do you feel as a part of the, the roadshow, the messaging is that, that this will be the fix this is going to fix footy broadly throughout Tasmania and, and and reignite participation for you know these inner city teams that have been struggling
1: yeah well certainly um, one thing i would do is shout out to AFL Tasmania because they joined us on all of the road shows and in fact they probably had five or six staff from on the ground in each community come along and I think it would be fair to say, could even be an understatement to say they are jumping out of their skin mm. to be involved and to support and work in partnership. So we're in a unique situation again in so much that as the only state club in the league, the AFL Tasmania state entity, we can work together. Not We're not competing with multiple clubs like other states across the country are. So, so that's very fortunate. And Gilly and the team have just been incredible. Um, certainly from their perspective, they want to see growth in the game and the aspiration around... The club uh, and, and particularly the AFLW and AFL men's team, what that will do for grassroots participation coming through is something that we're all forecasting. We'll see a, a re yeah. re-igni- re ignition, um, of the game. Um, we're seeing that enthusiasm, and already AFL Tasmania have told me, and and the data would suggest absolutely is the case that since the announcement of the license back early last year, that they've seen some good growth coming through those junior ranks. Of course, there's work to do in those more senior, and you know. Clubs like Glenorchy, clubs like Claremont, you know, the last thing we want to do is see them struggling for Mm. numbers. So how do we make sure, and this is a challenge for the club and for AFL TAS, but how do we make sure that every club benefits from this club? And I mean every club in the state in those regions because if we miss that opportunity, it it would be a missed opportunity Mm. and we'd be crazy to let that happen. So certainly something we're focused Mm. on.
2: Just before we let you go... um, the name. When's that happening? Can you, can yeah. Is there an exclusive there you can give us? Where do we get a...
1: So we're going to be launching the club in March. Yep. That's happening.
2: And so we're going to know it's going to be the Tasmanian, whatever What's it is. What's going to happen
1: in March, we're going to find out the name, the colours, wow. the foundation jumper, and the logo yes. and foundation membership. So all of that is going to happen. And what I would say is over 6,000 Tasmanians completed the survey and the community forums gave us some pretty, pretty clear direction. So I'm pretty excited. And hopefully we, we've nailed it for the Tasmanian people.
0: Kath, but just before we let you go, it, it would be a shame for us not to talk about your time as a netballer uh, through the Crips Waratah days, because people people will see you, and you know, as a, as a Tasmanian leader now, you, you're a high-performance athlete yourself, <laughs> and you know, those Crips Waratah days with you, the machine in the middle. Uh, you were part of four straight flags. That team won five in a row, member of the Hall of Fame. T- tell us really quickly about those days and, you know, I guess your involvement in high-performance sport as a as a, as a a key member of that team.
1: Look, I think you've probably overstated my capability a bit. What Absolutely I, not. What I, would I was say, there. <laughs> what I would say is some of the greatest times of my life. Team sport, there the is best. nothing that can mm-hmm. replicate nope. winning, losing – Face timing each other at training, good times, bad times, hard. Not nothing. Nothing beats it. We've all worked in organisations with people that don't play team sport, and we can pick them. So <laughs> those days were some of the best days of, and still my best girlfriends today. And I feel very, very grateful for that time. But the other thing I'd say is the way I'd define my netball career is I was a great team player. Oh, a great team player Stuart, surrounded clearly. by some outstanding athletes. <laughs> you know, Amber Larger. Amber, they were all their maiden names. Amber Zelensky, Fiona Gapin, you know. I mean, I was wing attack, mate, but she was in the middle giving me the ball. Emma Williams, you know. They're extraordinary athletes. Christy Fole, Kelly bowring you know. All still great mates of mine. Beck Wade, there's a few names in mm-hmm. there that, you know, synonymous with other sports in Tasmania. So... Um, Yeah, a great time in my life to be inducted into the Hall of Fame as a team. Mm. Nothing can beat that. Um, last year we had the opportunity to head up to the Netball Tasmania event and I think over all those flags maybe 30 of us turned up to the event and it was literally it was like we had not missed a beat Um, (laughs) the conversations have changed a little bit a little bit more age relevant um, conversations but the connections the fun the good times yeah it just lives on forever so I'm very very grateful for that brilliant
2: Kath McCann thanks so much for joining your passion is it's energy for us all. It's great. I've enjoyed working with you in the small bit of recent times and can't wait to march as uh, the ladies' day coming on as well. Daisy Pierce is in town. Plenty of stuff happening. Very exciting. Good to have it good to have you with us.
1: Thanks, team.